Yep. Good to see you, my guy. My man. I yeah. wish I uh, wish we were on better. Wish we were on. Uh, wish yeah. I was giving you a fucking uh, a celebratory hug. You know if what I mean? We were, a, if we were. If we were. It's gonna should, be okay. Hug. You know. We should be getting ready be okay. to go. We're gonna reload. We're gonna lock and reload. Yeah. And, um, yeah. we'll hit, we've already been hitting the transfer portal. Uh, we do have to address the wide receiver room. Uh, but still, I mean, we got tons of talent coming in. Uh, defense will will be addressed, and that's what I wanted to talk about a little bit later on as as we kind of discuss the show. Like, what are some of the needs? What's the identity that this team needs to take on going into 2024? And will there be an open an open uh, camp for quarterback? We'll we'll say, or is this Quinn Ewers' job? I think I'm I'm with KD. If Quinn Ewers comes back, I think this is his job, and it's his job to lose. Um, but you've liked. And I'm still, I don't even really need to break off of this, I guess, idea with Quinn Ewers. No. I still think he's QB number one, right? We don't need to see Arch, but I loved what I saw when I saw Arch come in. But I still think we need to stay stay committed to the quarterback in the room. I'm going to be curious to see, you know, once, once we get past all this, you know, is this going to be something to where we get to where we get to camp and and it's an open quarterback competition? I mean, it should well, not be. Yeah. I mean, it, it shouldn't be. I mean, because I mean, the whole thing is, I know a lot of folks are down on yours, and it, I, I'm serious. He Wags, had an off game. I'm not down on him. He had an off game, right? And he's also but, going up against Penix. When 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 the other quarterback is throwing four thirty on you on on your defense, you know. I think you have a tendency or a natural cause to push, right? Or or yeah. press a little bit more. And that's kind of looked like it, it looked like that's what Uris was doing just a little bit more. Well, I, I seriously did find myself, you know, you know, being there, I found myself just sitting back and, and really watching because you know I've had a hard on for Penix since the Alamo Bowl. I mean, sitting there watching him, that dude's a surgeon. I mean, yeah, watching what that. he was doing, it's like, my God. And, and we knew that the, that the soft part of the defense was going to be in the secondary. It's going to be really hard to stop all that. But, I mean, it's, it, it, it was really cool. He beat us with his legs three times. Like, what, three times he beat us with his legs, which I thought were did. crucial it, moments that extended, you know, extended the play, got, you know, fresh set of downs and kept the defense on the field when they were already tired. So Yeah. And this is where you go back to yours. I mean, I think Quinn yours has done everything that he needed to do to cement himself as a Texas quarterback for the next uh, year, at least. But, you know, the, the whole thing is, I mean, I, I know there's a knock on him, but, but, after after Monday, but to, to me, Texas just seemed in the first half, still even going to the half, 21 to 21, Texas just seemed a step behind. I mean, they just didn't seem prepared for that game to where Washington came out and those dudes were loaded. I mean, they were ready to go. I mean, you saw the intensity between the two was drastically different. Uh, I mean, seeing it. I mean, I don't know how TV played this thing out. I see people asking about the lady flashing her tits. Unfortunately, I didn't get to see that. that. What happened on ESPN? It was on ESPN. Because ESPNs had to go and and, and recount that. I, where, I was, where was this? I got to see. That's the only reason I'd go back and rewatch this game. We're, we'll where, have was to go back. Pair? We'll have to go back. I, I don't know. I, I didn't see it. They'll have to chat. Tell Come on, the, chat. You're letting you're letting yeah. us down. Was it a nice pair? One in the chat if it was a nice pair. Two in the chat if it was a great <laughs> pair. If it was a great pair. But the other thing here with this yours, thing is a bad pair. It, it, it's it a good pair of great pairs. I've had to go back. I haven't watched the game in its entirety. I'll do that today. But but after going back and, and, and watching that that last play, I mean, it was really hard. And I, I did hear some of the audio from Sark. We can play that if you want, Wags. We ain't got to play none of that shit if you don't want to. But 
I think that play was truly designed to try to go underneath to Sanders or somebody, uh, you know, to, to skate themselves inside the linebackers and go, you know, head up into the end zone. He checked down. None of that was there. So he had to go to the, to the, I mean, you go to, you go to the solid, you, you go to Mitchell. I mean, that's a guy. And, you know, for the, I know a lot of folks are, are really beating yours up about the, the pass. Dude, he had two fucking big monsters in his face. Uh, that's going to tend to make that pass be a little, he's going to float it. He's going to float yeah. it more than he probably should have. I'm, I'm not, I'm not lying, man. There was also interference on the play, but you can't like, like we just talked about, you can't call it in that situation. It's it, it even though Mitchell, I mean, like Mitchell could not even get up because he was being held down because the, and he was there, you know, in, in real time, it looks like a bang, bang play, but if you slow it down, man, it, it, Got it looked like he was there in an eternity before the ball got there. So I don't know. Yeah. Of course, that's my my burnt orange uh, bias there. So um, guys, I, I love every one of y'all, man, and um, I'm so grateful that you guys came along for the ride. Grateful for the travel partners that were able to allow the crew to get up there to Nola and see this thing live and do some broadcasts there. Um, tremendous success for for Texas Sports Unfiltered. I don't know if you, you guys you know, paid attention to what BK and Bucky were saying earlier, man. But it, yeah, it was a, it was a great, it's a great deal, not just for Longhorn Nation to get back into the conversation of championship contender, but also for Texas Sports Unfiltered in this fan base and I, uh, what you guys bring to the table as well, man. So I, give yourself a hand. And the party's not done yet. We're going to continue this thing going. Just because football's over doesn't mean that the party's not over for Texas Sports Unfiltered. We're going to continue to roll with all the other sports for Texas. We're going to continue to roll with pro sports here. We got, um, you know, we got the future to talk about here, the reload system. You get, we got all gas, no brakes coming up all year round, baby. Yeah, and I do want to touch on that Wags because that, that that really was one of the coolest parts about being down there. I mean, we we had a lot of fun. We can talk about the stories and all the different things, but so many people when we were out, you know, amongst you people, as they say, and uh, amongst the people, there were so many people that would walk up to me and they're like, "Hey, where's Wags?" You know, I was hoping that you and Wags were going to do something, you know, do whatever. Well, um, I appreciate that. There were there were so many people that walked up. And, and look, I mean, for me, it's really cool to have people walk up and just appreciate what we do. And it's yeah. like, you know, I listen all day. I mean, I, I talked to it, it was mostly dudes that walked up and they're like, man, you know, I listen all day. But man, that 10 o'clock hour, you know, that's when the shit hits a fan and all the different stuff, you know, all of that. I, I mean, it was just a really good. Um, and let me let me brag a little bit. And no offense. Go ahead, be bragging Otris. Go ahead, get on yourself. Let me go ahead. Let me go ahead and say something right. Love now. on yourself. Ain't nobody else going to love on yourself. No, no, I'm not loving on myself. I'm loving I'm on kidding, us. Kidding, man. I'm kidding. That's what my grandma used to say. Love oh, sorry. Yourself. Okay. There was not another media outlet in this market, in the market of one of the teams in the college football playoff. And look, I've got friends in both of those places when we're talking about radio. Are they low places? Uh, well, I don't know. Depends what you think about those places. Maybe one of them is low places, but I've got friends, I'm, I'm not friends, but I've got acquaintances in different, all kinds of different uh, departments of all of those places. They could not hold our jock to what we fucking did down there. And that includes you guys, Wags. I mean, that includes you guys back here. There were no fucking postgame show anywhere else. Are you kidding? That game ends. And boom, there you guys are. It's, and it's I, always I, a fun time to have a conversation with look, Kevin dude, Dunn, man. Regardless, I was, on, of, I, I was on YouTube. I'm trying to get on YouTube as we walk out of that Superdome, and, and of course the Wi-Fi was all whatever. And I'm sitting there poking away, whatever, hitting refresh, and then boom, I hear you. 
And I told I told BK, I'm like, look at that shit. I said, who else is doing that? Nobody else. And a, a lot of it was, you know, so much of the what I got, what I got um, was, man, you guys, I love the platform. I love that I can turn that shit on anytime. And there's something there. And, you know, the other thing I got, the other thing I got, because this was very uh, a very Texas-centric fan base, obviously, right? They're like, I love that you guys are sitting here talking about the fucking NFL. I love that you guys talk about hockey. I like that I hear basketball. I like that I hear all the yeah, random stuff. Variety. Yeah. And it's, um, it was, yeah, Texas lost, but I'm going to brag on this network right here. And um, I was talking to somebody. They walked up and they said, this is the next big thing that's going to happen in, in Austin know. media. It was, Dude, we, outdid, we outdid the TV people. <laughs> I mean, I know they did shit over Streaming's there. Streaming's the future, man. Streaming's the absolute I'm future, dude. You I'm can tune you. into it when you, I mean, you can watch it when you're on the go here or when you're uh, sitting stationary. And then also you can listen to us when you're on the go, man, with the app as well. By the way, if you're on that text line, 512-222-9328, that's how you're uh, getting a hold of us if you're listening to us on the app. Um you guys are doing it conventionally with the ones and the twos here on the keyboard gangster style. If you're listening to us on you or watching us on YouTube and conversing with us on YouTube, shout out to everybody, man. Need like more athlete talk. Do we have an athlete? I don't even Do think about that. I don't even think about that. Let's say out of everybody in the meantime, man. We did get on and uh, do a little bit of extended version with uh, the morning with Bucky and BK. And now it is time for Chaos Theory. We do welcome everybody in here, man, as we are, what, a good 15 minutes into the show already. I agree. We should do two hours. I'd love to have two hours. But what are you going to do with everybody? What, we got to extend the window? I don't know. Like, where would we fit in? There's just, so much, there's just so much talent. There's just this toy chest. is just so loaded. I just don't yeah. know where we would go. I, I love the spot that we're in now, man. I don't want to do anything to cause, um, uh, you know, a conundrum could, in our schedule because what we have right now is working, and don't fix it. If hey, right Wags, now. Wags, we could we could come on at six when you're up in the clouds and I'm under the table. Boom. What are you at six p.m.? Six p.m. Guys, I work until nine p.m. Oh damn! You we come on at ten p.m. when you're up in the clouds and I'm under the table. I can't do 10 p.m. because I listen to Trey's show on, on 102.7. Well, I'm not doing 11. The, the I got to go to listen to the Night Talker, the Midnight Stalker, if you want to, what I like to call it or refer to it instead. But anyways, we welcome everybody in, man. Jake, uh, all the crew, man. Jake, um, Longhorn Bear, JJ, Rob. Um, I don't even know. How do you? Oslidero? Oslidero. Oslidero. No, I got it right. I, I saw the I saw the the context there. Sam Double D, we appreciate that. Ascar, um, Jake, uh, Zidic, you're an asshole. Um, by the way, uh, no, and I did not uh, call lose the game or whatnot. That wasn't even on me, man. I, we got pressure on the quarterback, and then Wes Rowell actually failed to cover. Was that? Yeah, that was. Wait a second. No, I had like a, I had fucking. 14 tackles in the the damn the damn uh playoff game with two sacks. That ain't, that ain't on me. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> Crazy. All right, back, all right, we're out of back down memory road. Back down. What see, that's what I'm talking about, man. You can't throw me off like that. Yeah, thank you guys. Extend the show. We appreciate it, man. Um, 
But yeah, we we don't know where we would go. I don't want to bump anybody else out. And I love what Jeff and Jordan do with only an hour, dude. So shut your boy up. <laughs> we ain't having that. We you want me to talk about right. more clean? You want me to talk about more clean? Yeah, go ahead. Hit more clean in real real quick. <laughs> let's talk. Let's talk about one of our great asshole. travel partners. I was going to roll, Vidic. What a dick. I'll tell you what, man. We we had so many great uh, folks. Uh, got to meet. I'm I'm gonna go see my man Perry at uh, at Goodstock. You know, we were sitting there on Saturday. I don't know what day it was. I'm all thrown off. And uh, he walked up and and he introduced himself. I had met him before. Th- this is cool for me because so many people that are a part of the TSU travel stuff. I've met them at remotes when I was like the hidden guy. You know, when I was over there, the guy running the cords, and I I would just pop out every now and then and sit over there like this. And now I'm getting to meet these folks and I actually realize who they are. So uh, really, really cool to uh, see folks coming out. Uh, more clean. I love that dude. That That is my man, Jose. I think I heard somebody talking about uh, on the code of text line about back in the day, the wrestling moves at Lockhart High School. That's my man, Marty Martinez. That's one of my best friends. And I'll tell you, when BK played the soundbite about uh, Shut Up Midget, if there'd have been problems, I could have uh, snap-mared that nice lady and put a knee drop on her that would have knocked her out and there would have been no problem because I do know how to do wrestling moves. Let me talk about more clean. These folks, it's a family-owned business headquartered right here in Round Rock. We talk about their territory. It's all the way to Waco, down to San Antonio, and all points in between. They will definitely take care of any street sweeping. Um, if you got a patio side of the house, all of that looking rough after uh, some of this, uh, uh, you know, with all the green stuff up in the air, they'll get out there and take care of that for you. Check them out. It's morecleantexas.com or call them at 775-1918. They'll take care of street sweeping patio washing at your home or business, whatever the case is, they'll take care of it for you. And as I always talk about with these great great folks, they are actively involved in the community. They're a part of uh, football booster clubs, basketball booster clubs, um, theater arts, all of that. They support all activities. Great folks. Glad to have Jose, a fellow um, classmate right there at Lockhart High School, Hook'em Lions. We are uh, doing some really good stuff. Thanks to Jose and Moreclean for being a part of our travel partners as we roll on. And the uh, sky's the limit right here coming up 2024. Great football season, Wags. All right, here we go. We can go back in and recount some of that game if you want. Or we can move on and talk about other things. It's up to you, my brother. I I am sitting shotgun with you on that Harley. Do we have, I am grinding right up against athlete, you, dude. Do we have an athlete of the week? It is Wednesday. I I, I didn't look for one, dude. That that that. Yeah, that we we hurt. were very occupied. I I will give a pass. I will allow a pass. I was occupied myself. Yeah. Um, and I, so, I might find one before the show is over. If 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 our great chat, if everybody has or anyone has an idea please um no hesitation throw it in the damn chat yeah. we would you know we'll take your your candidates oh we here we go you guys you guys are the great you guys are all right i mean we didn't even get it 10 seconds into asking and you, you guys are already michael see you're gonna get something special from me that's for sure man you're yeah. on my list yeah. on, on the good list by the yeah. way on the good list yeah but 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 I do want to go back to uh, I mean, because, <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord yeah, you already got another one there there you go um, God looking at this game again I mean seriously I mean I know I mean it's heartbreaking it sucks it sucks but number number one I think the fact that this team was still in a position to win the game at the end I mean I, I did I, I looked I looked at my wife and she's like we fucking win this game. I, I kind of feel like 
I kind of feel bad. Why? Like, well, I, why? Well, I thought we I thought we got hosed in the, I thought we got hosed in the first half. I mean, you know, the I, only thing in God, I'm so sorry to to be this guy. I'm so sorry to be this guy. <laughs> but I I'm sorry, man. but I feel like no, nah, I'm good. I'm all right. Hey, but check it out. <laughs> Let me talk. Let me talk. Damn it, you guys. No, no. Damn COVID. No, no, <coughs> no, hmm. no. Wow. Okay. I'm having a hot flash here. <laughs> no, we're, stop, get back on it. Um. All right. I, I don't want to be this guy, okay? But look, <laughs> when you go to the first half and you look at the penalties, man, and you see that the Longhorns were basically the only team in, you know, in fraction, right? Except, I'm sorry. Except for the one penalty. I always forget about this one penalty when Quinn Ewers was running into the end zone and then got a, that late hit, right? But it really, 15-yard <clears throat> penalty that really only accounted for three yards there or four yards or whatnot. But still, I mean, that was their only, that was their only damn penalty, right? Now, I there was holding on both sides. I'll, I'll give you that. But you can't lie to the eye in the sky or you can't, you know, tell me that if you watched it, there didn't seem like there was a, a little bit of favoritism going on with the Washington Huskies from the from the Zebras, man. That's all I'm saying. Like uh, that could be my my burnt orange bias. It really could. And if it is, yeah. I'm sorry, but allow it to come out and allow me to vent just a little bit. But damn, I know what I see. I'm a pretty damn good observer. All right, I, you know, the military paid me to do it very well, and I feel like I I hit the nail on the head. But I could be wrong. I'll, I'll yeah, leave. No. I'll leave a little bit of uh, I'll leave a little bit of room for doubt. All right, but anyway, yeah. man, and that is that is where I yeah, go back. Block, to... Like, it wasn't even a block in the back; it was a clip, or not yeah. even a excuse me, not even a clip. It was a personal foul, a targeting call, like an unnecessary roughness call. It wasn't a block in the back; they were yeah. on defense. Yeah, and and that is <clears throat> where I go back to, um, you know, with the fact that at twenty-one to twenty-one that you are still in the ball game. I mean, the downfall was the third quarter. Uh, and that's where I go back to with the turnovers because we talked about that in the pregame towards like you can't turn the ball over. I just really felt that that after the turnovers, and yeah, you know, I, I say that, that that we would feel weird to, to win that. I mean, Washington was the better team. Yeah, well, I mean, you can't allow Penix to spend 430. You know what I mean? He puts 430 up in the air. You're going to yeah. get torched. We talked about it. You talked. You you specifically said you cannot allow him to go over 300 yards. Yeah. God, he, God, he hit 430, man. And yeah. and what allowed that to happen was, there, you know, what I talked about too, there wasn't a good enough pass rush and they got exposed. Like we knew where they were vulnerable at was in the secondary, but you Dude. have to help out the secondary by getting a pass rush up. Are you, are you disappointed you didn't see enough blitz? I feel like we, when we did blitz, Pennix still... <laughs> you know, ran out of it and was, was able to find a way to uh, get the ball off and hit his check down. Well, I, I knew that, you know, we talked about it. I mean, you and I talked about it. We talked about it on all the pregame shows to where the, the edge, the edge was going to be so important, you know, with, with, you know, to get some pressure to lock down the outside. And we did not do that. And the funny thing is, is when you go back and you look at that, that zero sacks, dude, no sacks. There was never a time that 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 you locked him back, and 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 it really was. I mean, we wondered, we wondered throughout the two weeks, dude. My contacts are all messed up. Thank oh, you. Oh, you're good, man. 
um, we were we were talking about, you know, are they going to utilize him? I mean, they utilized him when they had to. And the whole thing is, you know, maybe, you know, when, when you talk about the two ACLs and the injuries there to uh, Michael Penix Jr., he didn't fucking act like it because when he took off, he had to. And, and I'll, I'll tell you the biggest question for me with Washington going into this, and I know it wasn't such a big deal um, on Monday night, but now as they go into the Michigan game, I mean, what what's the status of Dylan Johnson? Because that that that's I don't even I don't even think it matters honestly. You yeah. know, I I thought I thought Dylan Johnson would be a bigger factor as it was because we would be dialed in on other wide receivers. But BK was right. I mean, D, you know, Johnson wasn't even never needed him. Johnson Johnson, Johnson was a, a factor in the red zone or on the goal line, right? But I mean, beyond that, he had he had two. He had two touchdowns. Other than that, he he didn't hurt you. I think he only had like 30 yards. Hell, Penix is the one that hurt you. Penix, yep. Penix is the one yep. that hurt you, which is very reminiscent of what Dylan Gabriel did to us uh in the Oklahoma game, right? Um, and again, I'm not I'm not I'm going to be critical on the linebackers because that's just what I know the most, I feel like, in terms of football. That's what I played. Um, so of, of course I'm going to be very critical on it. You cannot allow it, and I don't want to call Penix a stationary quarterback or a statue, but you can't allow quarterbacks like Gabriel and Penix to look like, you know, Tommy Frazier or uh, Lamar Jackson or, you know, uh, Tim Crouch, you know, or not Tim, what Scott Frost, you know, an, oh, another, you know, yeah. Yeah. A, another mobile quarterback, man. You can't allow them to look like option quarterbacks, dude. Um, it, it just uh, and not that and I'm being I might be you know overzealous or not overzealous but I might be hyping up the the situation right with with Penix here but I mean, well, still only 30 yards or 31 yards or whatnot um, it was in critical moments right like he shouldn't be going up the middle against linebackers now I understand that those linebackers were really disciplined and actually followed the guards because they were doing influence blocks and you're taught to read the guards, but still nobody stayed home. Um, it, it, it was well, it was look credit the board because it was a well-designed and, and schemed play. So I'll, I'll give them that, but damn, man, um, I was a little bit disappointed there. Um, but also, you know, I'll give my credit to Ford. I thought Ford was the best defender that I saw in the game. So I just thought there was a little bit of a letdown there. Um, defensive line, like you just talked about, it. how did you not get a sack? Um, you can sure you can sit there and say that you know uh, Murphy and and um, and Sweat were were being held all damn night on the interior, no, right? But everybody was being held, man. I get that. Yeah. Um, the one the one play, I'm I'm with Jake here too, dude. Uh, if you're telling me that Penix, that one piece of Penix body part was behind the line and you have to be fully across the line of scrimmage, dude, he was a yard and a half well over the line of scrimmage when he threw that ball. And not to mention, you know, we can just one more little thing that that kind of gave me a little bit of a, a sour, a sour taste in my mouth or, or just a bad feeling in my gut when the the officials were spotting when they were spotting the ball. Right, this was just. Um, they were a yard and a half short. The Huskies were a yard and a half short. I mean, it was uh, an awful spot, an awful spot. And he's like, no, nah, we're going to measure, man. Give him the benefit of the doubt. Clearly a yard and a half short, right? The Longhorns just inches, inches away from uh, from the yard to gain, right? From get, getting the yard to gain. And they were just like, no, nah, we're not even going to give you a, a spot. We had to actually call for the spot, man. 
Um, so yeah. that's just a little that's just a little tale that kind of got to me that gave me a, a sour taste in my mouth that kind of made me feel like there was a maybe the Longhorns were getting jobbed a little bit in the first half. That's that's if you go back yeah. and look at the tape, you'll I'm, I guarantee uh, and you you had the you know the situations or the issues that I pointed out in my mind, and you, you bring that up to light. I guarantee you'll see what I was talking about. Yeah, that's all. Well, it, it, and the other part of it, uh, code of text line. Uh, we got a five one two number nine six six says you can see the rest. Didn't want to call the late hit on yours, and, and I mean uh, there was. I mean there was a lot. Yeah, there was of, that, like how how the hell does that get hesitation, Rodney? Yeah, especially in this day and time. Any other quarterback, there's seven flags flying. Yeah, yeah. The, this day and time where the quarterback is like the, the baby in the bathwater, where you don't get near them, you can't breathe on him, you can't sneeze on him. Yeah, that, there was a lot of that. I mean, there really was a lot of that. And it's this is where, I mean, I don't know, dude. I mean, you go back and you look at that to, to where uh, some of the no calls right there, I mean, there's a lot of fucking penalties. I mean, it was a lot. But the, the whole thing is there's going to be a missed penalty on every play. Um, the, the, the frustrating part for me as a Texas fan is, and, and I really, and that's, that's one of the things that I wondered going into this game is this is going to be a big 10 crew. They're going to officiate the game differently, um, versus what the big 12 crews had done. They they were pretty consistent right there in the first half with what we have seen all year that there were a lot of missed calls, but you know, and that's why I want to go back and watch this again, because I obviously am looking for missed calls on the Texas side. I want to go back and see what I may have missed on the other side. It's gonna um, be tough. I tried to I tried to rewatch it, Rodney. I, I there was God, I, I got past the I got past the third um the third sequence. Yeah, I got past yeah. the third the third but, drive. Yeah. I mean, honestly, the, the whole thing is to where I come down to this is with, with that game, Washington was better. They exploited every weakness. They went. They went and found the one weakness on the offensive side. And and I'll tell you one thing. Uh, you'll appreciate this as a as a as a as a betting guy and a draft guy. Michael Penix. Uh, I mean, that dude may become a Seattle Seahawk if that dude's available in that number fifteen pick or somewhere He's in there. He's absolutely the, the dude is great. I don't, I mean, I'm not sure how he. I'm not. I mean, and I get that Kim uh, or Kim. I get that. Uh. Uh. That Williams is, it's Cameron Williams, right? Caleb, sorry, Caleb Williams. I get, Caleb, I get that yeah. Caleb Williams Caleb. can can roll with it too. That he's got some wheels as well. But I mean, if you want to talk about a pro quarterback right now, I mean, it's it's Penix Jr. He's he's oh, absolutely no fantastic, man. Now, no granted, he's, now you could also say that you know Aduzi and and um and you know the other wide receivers are you know a thousand yard or excuse me, only two of them are. Thousand yard wide receiver. I think it's Polk and and a doozy. It might it might just be Polk and a doozy. Uh, but they're thousand yard wide receivers. That whole wide receiver room is fantastic. So you can say that, that they complement is... each other or Penix, you know, made those wide receivers. Um, but still, man, uh, yeah, I'm I'm with you, dude. I could see him in a Seahawk uniform. Well, I don't know if he'll drop that far. Um, there's going to be a lot of a lot of clubs that are going to be. Uh, I, w- I would say welcoming him in the locker room or, or needing him if you're seeing. I mean, hell, it's it's a professional league of backup quarterbacks at the moment. So, I mean, take take your pick of, of which pro club is going to go out and get him. But still, man, he's he's fantastic. Um, very disappointed. You're absolutely right, though, man. It's it's hard to sit here and say that the refs were were the cause of, I mean, I still think they influenced a little bit of the first half, but we, we did, we got outplayed. Uh, we did not execute on offense. 
Mm-hmm. We strong. I mean, and I guess this is why people are questioning, you know, who's going to be the quarterback next year because Quinn Ewers did not look good. Um, I thought he looked good at times, but he was just he was off. Uh, He's a step behind. I mean, yeah, like a half a half a second behind. Everything a half a second, a second behind. behind. Almost yeah. all damn night too, right? And then it got really bad once he hit the back of his head. So. Um, I don't think that Art should have came in there at that time. Anyways, I thought, you know, if Quinn was able to pass the test and he was, you know, he looked great when he was sprinting on the, on the sidelines there, he felt like he was good to go. I I think you still ride with, uh, with your sheriff. I think you ride with the guy that got you there. The guy that's got a good report of the game and a good battlefield essay. And it just, it sucks that it didn't turn out the way that we thought it was going to turn out. Um, we needed to run the ball a little bit better, I thought. Or actually, you know, yeah. that's what we needed to stick with a, a little bit. Um, I thought we ran the ball exceptional. Um, we just needed a little bit more balance. I thought we tried to uh, to press a little bit too much once we got behind a little bit, you know, after the third quarter. And it just it, it didn't yeah. really work out for us. I thought if we would have stuck to the game plan a little bit more. And then, hell, when we got stuff going, Rodney, we got, you know, we we turned the ball over, man. Baxter and Blue both, you know, with with fumbles there, which really just put us into the damn ground. And and you know, you can't beat two teams. We talk about it each yeah. week, man. You can't well, show up and beat two teams. And, and this, unfortunately, we we beat ourselves. And this this and really was the Huskies beat us. This really was the first time Wags where uh, I know we've come on here after. You know, since uh, John Brooks has gone down, you know, we've come on and said, well, you know, Blue ran for 100 yards and C.J. Baxter ran for 100 yards. And, and that's great. This is really the first game, in my opinion, where I where I thought, God dang it, this is where we missed Jonathan Brooks. Because I, I think I, think I, th- I thought the been, running back did fantastic. I thought they did uh, great. Uh, I just thought we, we Wags, they, they Brooks wouldn't have fumbled. I don't think Brooks would have I fumbled. I can't say that, man. I can't I, like as as a guy that got you know a ninety seven overall in logic and theory. I can't say that Brooks wouldn't have fumbled because that's uh, that's not I, a. I I don't think he would have, dude. I, I don't think you Brooks can say would've. that. You can say that, but I can't give a definite yeah. that Brooks wouldn't have fumbled. Yeah, um, and then the other part of that, kind of kind of along those same lines, when it comes to the running backs, I I, I really wish, and, and I was screaming it from section six seventeen on Monday night in that. I mean, I know you've got your script. I know that that wax that wax. Why do I get you and Sark confused? Oh, y'all are brilliant. That's why. I doubt uh, that. <laughs> uh, uh, no, that that, that guy. Um, that I, I'm screaming. I'm screaming from up there. I'm like, man, switch it up. Let, let's run the ball. Run the ball a little bit, you know. Go way up tempo, because it was like he, he didn't want to do it. He didn't want to run the ball two times in a row. And you would you you would bust out a ten yard run, an eight yard run, you know. Have that quick. Go way up tempo. Go back up to the line. Boom, hand it off again, and just keep gouging. You, you know, get away from the script a little bit. I totally get that. That's the way he coaches. Um, but man, I, I think that that could have been. But but and that's the whole thing where where we go back to it. Um, you know, you couldn't run the ball at the end of the game. I had some folks tell me, "Why well, I should have run the ball at the end of the game. You can't run the ball at the end of the game. You ain't got no fucking timeouts. Right. And you've got 20 seconds or 12 seconds or whatever's left. You can't run the ball then. It, I, just, I, I just think they could have exploited the running game a little more earlier in the game to drag, to drag this thing out because it, we, we said at nauseum at times, what was going to be the key to keep that offense off the field? Right. Man, every time they came out, it's like, okay, here comes six points. Yeah, I mean, once, dude, once Penix let it loose to hit Polk on that yeah. 77, just in the, in oh. the second, 
on their second drive, I was just like, as soon as he released it, I just said, oh, fuck. And my wife's like, what? Nothing happened yet. And I was like, watch. Like, yeah. I just, I didn't even have to wait for the camera to pan over. I knew that he was going to hit him. Um, I didn't yeah. know that it was Polk that was the one that was wide open, but I saw the guy, you know, break across the middle of the field, and I was just like, oh, my God. And then, of course, there was a massive holding call on that that didn't get called on that play that allowed the 77-yarder. So, I mean, two each is in. I'm, I'm back there, you know, as, as Captain Tears, as, as Zidic likes to call me today. But anyways, man, allow me to – thank you guys, by the way. Thank thank everybody um, – that that's here listening to me vent and allowing me to get off this. This is very therapeutic for me. I don't have to go to my therapist this week, saving me money, saving me money. I appreciate it, man. Uh, anyways, uh, also people that save me money is Tom McCain audio visual consultations because I don't go out to the bars that much anymore. I sit back and I sit in my kingdom here with uh, audio visual automation because for the past 35 years, AV consultations have been setting the standard in audio visual automation. You can see the two 4K televisions behind me and the arcade units, the downstairs room that we have still not shown you yet has the home theater system that you can make part of your house. All you got to do is just go to the website at abconsultations.com and see the gallery of projects and you'll get an idea. Um, it's that perfect time of year that we got, you know, unfortunately, our Longhorns are gone, but we still have professional football and we have NBA. We have college basketball, Longhorns, you know, get the hoops, getting ready to rock out there. Um, we also got baseball coming up for the Longhorns as well. So make sure uh, that you're giving Tom McKay an audiovisual consultation is call 512-255-8678. That's 512-255-8678 or abconsultations.com. I'll tell you, the, 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 one of the best parts about doing using this platform right here is, is letting folks debate this thing out. We've got a really good one going on right there, you, you know, between one of the Texas fans and, and a Washington fan. And, and that's the best part about it. I mean, just sitting there, and that's, that's a really good... Uh, before I talk about covert um, wags, I do want to mention, I think I heard Bucky talk about this. I do want to give a big tip of the hat to the Washington fans. They traveled well. That's a very classy fan base. I think I talked about this on one of the uh, pregame shows to where, you know, th those folks were, were, I mean, just good folks come up, you know, with some with some good shit talking, going back and forth. Um, I tell you, one of the best moments, Wags, we're sitting there on, on game day, what Monday. We're sitting there Monday in the gazebo. Here comes this very attractive young lady walking up with a beautiful husky, beautiful husky. It was hard to hate on the huskies this week because so many of them had their huskies with them. This husky walks up. She lets it like climb up on the second level of the gazebo where we are, just lifts his legs and takes a piss right there where we're doing the show. Right, right, right there. It's like, we need that back camera. <laughs> took a piss right there on the set. Oh my God. Oh my God. Speaking of, hey, speaking of that, did you see? I mean, it wasn't quite piss, but did have you seen the news lately about the. Uh, the chairman for Jacksonville or no, excuse me, the, the Carolina for Carolina, the owner, the owner. Yeah. But Tepper, Tepper's the, Oh yeah. Tepper is the owner. Yeah. Tepper, Tepper. I, got, I got this pulled up here. Let me see. If, have yeah. you seen this? <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> and if you guys, for those of you that haven't seen it, this is pretty damn gross to see someone do this. In this manner, I mean, this is clearly you can't do this type of shit anymore, or you shouldn't do it any at, at any point. But I mean, you see him in just a few seconds. He enters your screen on the right side of your screen. And you see the there he goes. You just saw the he threw the cup, and then you'll see the reaction. 
by the fans there coming back up. But yeah, here's one more shot at it. If you haven't seen it before, Tepper's going to enter your screen right here. Boom, he just throws the screen or yeah. just throws the, the drink and then throws the cup down. But how about that? That That's a dude that's had that happen to him before. Has to be. I, I think he was probably a, a bar a guy. Dick. I know. Well, yeah. $300,000 fine against that dude. Right. You, that. You, he gets fined by the league, but how about the guys or how about the crowd or the fan base right there? I mean, surely there's probably not going to be a lawsuit happening. There wasn't any, you know, harm done, but still yeah. what a what an ass, man. Well, and that just kind of goes to show just how how much of a shit show it is over there in Carolina, which, which sucks because that's a really good fan base. But you get these folks that are in charge of, that that own these or or that are in these positions and it's like, dude, you don't do that. You don't do that. I mean, come on. I mean, it's one thing you, and that's back to the point that you're talking about right there, um, or that we were talking about. The, the Washington fans, man, they were great. I mean, they were great. And the, the biggest assholes that we ran into were Oklahoma fans. They were the ones. Why were that, they there? I, fuck, I don't know. I mean, we like, ran Washington into. deserved everything that they that they gave. Like, they, they deserve to be there. I mean, they're they're undefeated. They're fantastic. They're one of the top offenses in the nation. Why in the hell was Oklahoma there? I think it was random people that just showed up. I mean, but, you know, we had some of those. We did have some Bama fans. We did have some Bama fans, uh, you know, that walked up or whatever. But, I mean, they weren't near as bad. It was a damn OU fan. Same old shit. Trying to do horns down and all this dumb shit. I'm like, man, move on. Get out of here. Go home to your cousin. I mean, we told one guy. It's like, man, go home to your wife, cousin, whatever she is. Get the fuck out of here. Uh, I mean, it, it was it was ridiculous i'll tell you what is not ridiculous and it's a great travel partner but they have also been a part of uh, tsu i mean it's a founding founding partner it is our friends over at covert bee cave and boy did they supply a nice vehicle to get the crew down there plenty of room we had all of the gear in there dropping everything in place we were cruising around in style down there in new orleans three state-of-the-art dealerships carrying seven different brands of those oems over in beautiful BKs, 42 acres nestled in that great hill country. Buicks, GMCs, Cadillacs, Chryslers, Dodge, Jeeps, and Rams. And, of course, if you're looking for the Fords and the Chevrolets right here up north, where Wags is, where I'm at, where Dr. Trey is, it is Covert Ford Chevrolet over in Hutto and the Fords and Lincolns in Austin. Covert BKs also services all makes and models of those vehicles for you. Uh, they'll take care of all of your maintenance, 86 service bays in and out the door. You don't spend all day at the dealership. Go to covertbcave.com to check out the weekly specials on new and pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs. They're going to get you the best deal. It is Covert Bee Cave. Stop by. Say hello to Stacy. Say hello to Mike. Say hello to our man, Dan Covert, all of the great folks out there. And you got to go find my man, Mr. Washington. Go find my man, Mr. Washington, and tell him uh, hello and buy one of those great vehicles. Since 1909, serving generations of Central Texans, it is the Covert family. It's Covert Bee Cave, and as I say, nobody beats a Covert deal. Not now. Sure as hell, not ever, Wags. Yeah, it 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 sucks. I mean, I didn't. I I do go back to the the whole thing is so so. Next is you go to the SEC when we're talking football. I know we still have all the other sports. Now you're going to move over to the SEC. You amp things up just a little bit. The playoff system is going to change. And so so how do you follow this up? I think that's the biggest question that I'm hearing from a lot of people. What a massive year. How do you follow it up? But I made this reference on Monday where I really like what this program has become. Because number one, what do you do? You build a house. It's the foundation. 
And that's right. what they've done with the administration, with the coaching staff, people in place. You're losing one. You're losing one member of that staff. Number two, what do you do? You start building. You start building the uh, the the framework and all that. That, that that's where you go to um, when you're recruiting. And then once you have all that shit done, what do you do? Oh, you know what? I want wood floors. I want granite countertops. I want all this other shit. That's the transfer portal. That's NIL. That's what you do right there. That's what this program is doing, dude. Um, I think they follow this up nicely. And and I don't know if they win the SEC championship, but I guarantee you they're going to be in the hunt for it. Yeah. Um, I, I'm, I'm with you here. That's, that's kind of the question I wanted to ask you is where do we go? What's the next identity that we take on, right? And how do we get in the hunt for that championship? Um, I think... I think we absolutely reciprocate the season that we just had. I think 2024 will be right back in the hunt for it, man. And I, I used to get a little worried when we talked about, you know, transferring over and, and moving over to the SEC. I was, I actually did like, I was like, all right, well, we're kind of mediocre right now. You know, I didn't see the culture actually change at the moment. Exactly. Like Sarkeesian, it was like Sarkeesian's first year or second year rather. And we're just like, all right, well, you know, it, it, it's, there was, there was success, you know, it got better from year, you know, year one to year two, but I mean, this is actually going to kick in and sure enough, you know, yeah. it, it looks like the, the troops have actually bought into the general's command here. And I think it's going to continue to carry over. Now, my question to you, Rodney, is how do we get there? Um, you got to reload the wide receiver room. We know that, right. And uh, you're going to lose your, you know, is Sanders going to go to the NFL? I mean, Bowers just declared. So you got to think that, yeah, you got to think that he would be. I, I I don't care if Bowers is in the in the draft with Sanders or not. I still think, and this is not burnt orange bias here. Sanders is the best damn tight end in the NFL, or excuse me, in in college right now. Um, is he a better NFL product than Bowers is? Yeah, I absolutely mm -hmm. agree with that. Now I'm gonna have a whole bunch of bulldog fans, you know, throw a whole you know bunch of dog shit at me and sit there and say, "Oh, you're you're crazy. You, you know, you're just drinking that burnt orange Kool Aid." Well. Uh, you're eating that that damn Georgia bull, uh, Bulldog dog food then because, uh, you know, to each their own, right? I think both of these, you know, athletes are, are studs and they're, they're NFL tight ends. But I think, I think I've seen the speed, the athleticism, and the power of Sanders more than I've seen of Bowers. Now, maybe I just haven't seen enough game film on Bowers, but I've seen a lot on Sanders, and I know that he's an NFL prototype. It reminds me of Vernon Davis, man. Um, yeah. Bowers might give me that shocky vibe, but but Sanders gives me that that Vernon Davis vibe. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. You know, and the other part, you know, to answer your question right there, in my opinion, uh, how do you? Uh, I mean, what happens next? The other part of that whole are house, we more a running team, Rodney? Should be, should be, because you're going to lose a lot of guys on the outside. But I think this all comes down to number one: you fix the secondary. And it really seems like they have, like the program has already made steps to do that. Look at the recruiting class. But I think, and 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 folks can be pissed off at me if you want. But I know a lot of the emphasis on recruiting. A lot of these guys, you're going to bring them in, and they cannot make an immediate impact, or they shouldn't make an immediate impact. Um, I think the other part of that, this comes down to something that has been the biggest fucking problem around here for the last since the end of Max regime player development got to get okay. these guys in you got to develop them and this is where i go back to the whole thing with the foundation part is see everybody's getting house building 101 here when it comes to sports the other part of that is the foundation you've got 
You've got the coaching staff in place. You've got a culture in place. You've got everybody bought in. And the other part of that is now, Wags, I think when you go back, I, I, I was really thinking this weekend back to 2018 with the last time that Texas was in the Sugar Bowl. I was not fully convinced that with just from some of the stuff that I saw with that coaching staff and from some of the moves that were made and just some of the, I don't know, uh, brashiness of, of Tom Herman, I wasn't convinced at that point that we were going to be a force to be wrecking with moving forward. That really seemed like a one-off. Maybe and maybe in 2019, maybe again or whatever. Um, and obviously, we see we saw what happened there. It fucking fell apart. The wheels came off. Boom, he's out the door. He's gone. Mensa, baby. Club That's Mensa. It. Menso, as I say in Mexican. That means stupid. Now, now... Everything's in place to where I think th these players are going to be developed. Here's the difference, dude. Secondary, all of this stuff where, where you're finding the blaring difficulties. What do you do? Let's go to the portal. Let's go to the portal, baby. That's The future is bright here. The future is bright. And you have to think, with the expanded playoff, my man, with the expanded playoff, I mean, that only helps your chances. I mean, how I many, know, teams, I agree how with many you. SEC teams are going to be in the 12-team in the, in the, in the playoff? <laughs> Half of them? Four. Probably four. <laughs> Shit. Um, so, so look, uh, check this out. Wave on wave. Sanders is a stud, but he is not powerful. Um, I, I absolutely disagree. Uh, look at how many stiff arms uh, he did this year, and then look at how many yards he had after first contact. Um, so to tell me that he's not powerful, that's that's an inaccurate statement. Um, I would advise you to go look for more game film or go look in, at more game film then. Um, but, yeah, he is, he's absolutely gifted and talented. Uh, you got that part right. Mm -hmm. He is a stud. Um, a well, does he, do, do you think he comes back? I mean, that's that's the whole thing, Wags. I, I don't think that he has had the opportunity. And that's I guess that's the good part of having this culture and having everything you have on the outside and having the, the, this running back room. You really haven't needed to let him be the playmaker, if you know what I mean. If he does come back, I think he'll be a focal point of the offense, right? And that's the thing that I wanted to talk about. Like, moving forward in the 2024, you've seen what these running backs can do. Um, and, by the way, um, Blue needs to be running back number one. Uh, I totally agree. I, I mean, I, I know Baxter was the highly touted freshman, you know, coming out of recruiting or whatnot and going into this year. But I think Blue has proven that he is HB number one or he should get at least most of the totes. Right. Um, again, I don't you know, I'm not saying that Baxter shouldn't be in the ballgame, but uh, Baxter brings a different type of uh, speed to the game, a different type of element to the game. But I mean, Blue, Blue is just balls to the wall 100% top speed yes uh you know each each and every play he's not just a damn third down back I, I don't think he can run hard between mm -hmm. tackles and he can get to the outside too right and he's tremendous coming out of the backfield when you use him as a check down back you saw the the fantastic sideline catch that he made you know to to help us get into striking distance to make to, yeah. to make a last valiant effort, but unfortunately to no avail. Um, well, I'm, God, I'm still going to be down, guys. I'm sorry. It wags, uh, wags. What happened with that? I mean, in the, and this is where I'm talking about where, where this program is vastly different from 2018. I mean, we're just talking about running backs. I agree. I mean, Jaden Blue, I thought he was going to be the offensive MVP of this ball game, but you know, there, there we go. We're, you know, it did, didn't work out, whatever. But 
What if John Brooks, Jonathan Brooks comes back? Shit. I don't think he's coming back. I'm with I'm with Jake here, man. I think Jonathan Brooks is good. I mean, look at what this dude did before he got hurt. And even yeah. with his injury, yeah, he's still up there as a top running back, man. Um he's fantastic. He's you know, he'll he'll be able to fit into a scheme immediately. Sure. I mean, imagine yeah. this dude, put this dude, you know, you got Mostert that that's hurt right now in Miami, right? And and I don't think that, you know that Brooks is going to go up at, at the top of the first round or hell man, or even That's at the, the bottom of the bottom of the first round. But yeah. I mean, I, I see Miami as a, as a dude, as, as a, a team that would take a chance on, on, on JB, right? Like that. He just feels like he would fit into that scheme, man. A great change of pace with a chain there. Um, that's, that's what my crystal ball is telling me right now. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, it's just because I don't I don't see Brooks going early at all, man. But I, yeah. I don't see yeah. him coming back. I think he is an NFL running back, which just it really sucks. I'd love I'd love to have him in the backfield. If 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 he did come back, he's clearly wide receiver or excuse me, running back number one to me. Uh, yeah. Or hell, maybe it's a 55-45 split between he and Blue, man, just to keep the change of pace because that's the identity I think that the Longhorns need to take moving forward in the 2024s campaign is is run the ball more. Um, be pre- I mean, I don't want to sound traditional here, but I mean, hell, throw, you know, you're going to throw predicated off of your run, so to speak, yeah. right? I mean, yeah. get back to the old Texas run, Ricky run type of days. Uh, you, I don't know how much you can reciprocate that, but damn, when you got, if that happens, if that hypothetical happens to where JB comes back, which I'm just, I'm a 5% believer that it does at this point, but if it does, Damn, that would be one hell of a ground and pound, man. And then at that point, you do have to take on the identity of ground and pound. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, wide receiver, that that that's going to be a focus right there. I mean, uh, we can talk about off, offense all we want. Let's figure out the secondary. That That's the biggest thing right there. But, you know, with Matthew Golden coming in from Houston, you know, is, is this going to be the time for John T. Cook? Uh, you know, I, I thought that maybe John T. Cook would factor in at some point in, in that bowl game as an added wrinkle. You know, not a lot of tape on him or film. Maybe that's where you can go in and do something like that with him. But, uh, I mean, the pieces are all in place right there for this. To You just continue building. And with Quinn Ewers, I mean, I, I'd love to see. I mean, Quinn's taking a lot of heat. I mean, he's taking a lot of heat. But I think that this is where it's different with the new Quinn Ewers that we have. With, with the new, you know, much more grounded, being a team guy, being a better person to where... If he comes back, which I sure as hell hope he does. I mean, for a lot yeah, of reasons. He, Quinn's, Quinn's gonna, I think Quinn's going to come back. Yeah, you, you got to come back. You got to come back. If you're going to sold out. We, we got to remember this, too. I was talking to KD about this, too, man. Like, Ewers didn't play his senior year of high school football. I know. Like, so, like Ewers is still, he's a he's still a young kid. I mean, hell, he's a young man. You know, he's he's training, transitioning into the next form of quarterback play, right? Um, hell, you could argue that, that Manning's got just as many reps as as Ewers did, you know, coming in because Manning didn't play his senior year, right? I mean, of course, the the game speed changes, you know, at the collegiate level than than high school level. I 100% understand that. Don't please don't mistake me for that. But right. I, I'm just saying, like, you still need to have game time reps, right? Yeah. Um, regardless of regardless of game time speed. So uh, to me, let's let's before we want to, you know, be the damn pit in the pendulum here and, and slice off Ewers's you know head here. For yeah. having a bad game in, in in the Sugar Bowl, let's let's kind of just walk it back a little bit and, and allow this thing to kind of develop and unfold, man. I'm with you. I'm completely fine with Arch Manning only getting one year at Texas 
and then going into the NFL, right? I'm completely fine with that. I'm, I'm cool with letting Quinn Ewers ride this thing out and us having two tremendous quarterbacks in case anything ever happens to one of them. Yeah. Um, because the, I, I think the, the plan for the Mannings is this. It's to allow Arch to get one hell of a, an education at the University of Texas, allow him to get the tutelage under uh, Coach Sarkeesian and get NFL ready because he is an NFL prototype quarterback. You're going to tell me that he doesn't have the mechanics. You need more game film to see on Arch Manning before he gets drafted. No, Arch Manning is going to get drafted just because he's a damn Manning. Now, yeah. that's not to say that he doesn't have talent. We all know that he's got talent. He's got more talent in his pinky than half the damn uh, quarterbacks in, in college football, man. That's that's just how strong our, our quarterback room is. I'm just saying I'm cool with the situation as it is. We got into the, you know, we, we got into the college football playoff with our quarterback situation as is right now. I think that we can reciprocate that with the same quarterback situation. Yeah. The whole thing with Quinn Ewers, I think a lot of it was, I mean, 24 for 43, 318 yards and a touchdown. Fuck. I'll take that nine times. Take, on, I'd, I'd like to see more accuracy, a lot more yeah, accuracy, yeah. especially in, in critical moments, but yeah. also I'm going to put, our mistakes with fumbles lost on us way more than uh, than yours is missed missed passes. I think a lot of a lot of Quinn Ewers had a bad night, which it wasn't it wasn't the ideal night for him. I, I think a lot of the a lot of the talk with our with our fan base is that Quinn Ewers didn't have a good night. But yeah, you, you know why Quinn Ewers didn't have a good night because the dude across the way had a fucking massive night. I think that's a lot of it. I mean, because I, don't know. I, I think I think that would kind of make Ewers ascend a little more to to have a better game, though. I think he was just kind of rattled a yeah. little bit. You, you know, we talked about rest for off. rust with a month off, off and looked yeah. like there was a little bit of rust. Yeah, and here's the other part that I do want to. You mentioned it a while ago, and I and I've thought it. I don't think I've ever said it on, on here, but to me, last year when when you and KD hit the nail on the head with that, he didn't play his senior year in high school, and and the time that he was in college football, he didn't play very much at all there before he came to Texas. To me, last year was Quinn Ewer's senior year in high school. And he acted like it. He acted like it. How's a senior act in high school? They have a mullet. You know, they're, they're a little, you know, a little gung-ho. I mean, that they're not thinking about Flash sliding. Their yeah. Yeah. Spotlight. To me, this was his, no main this character was, conflict. Exactly. Or conflict, whatnot. This was his first true year to be at the helm right here. And this was the year. I mean, how long does it take you when you get to college to finally realize, yeah, you have the freshman 20 or 25, whatever the weight gain is. Boom. We saw that. It takes you a little time. Did, he, did he put on 20 pounds? Well, well, he lost. He lost a lot of weight was the whole thing coming into this year. But you have to come in. You have to find yourself. You talk about living being broke, which he didn't have to do that part. But he humbled himself and he changed his whole mindset. And, and I think that's the biggest deal right there. This was his first year. Next year is going to be really big. But CB, CB's pointing to the to the Manning factor here, which I've been stressing the entire time. I remember Eli Manning not getting to play until his third year at Ole Miss, man. And again, they're not worried. The, the Mannings are not worried about Arch yeah. Manning getting they don't have to prove, He doesn't have to prove himself, Wags. He he's already he done that, like you it. said. The last name has already proved it. The last name has already proved it. All he needs, one good year, and and boom, he's done. He's good. He's That's set. It. That's it. Um, and everything else will we'll take care of it. Yeah. Um, that's why I, I've been saying this, right? You're not going to get, Sarkeesian's not going to get a lot of pressure and a lot of heat from the Arch Manning or from Arch Manning's camp, meaning his family of 
wanting to start Arch, and yeah. I don't yeah. think Arch is going. Like, there's rumors. I laughed about the rumors of Arch Manning in the transfer portal. They're not going anywhere. Arch, the Mannings are just fine with Arch where he's at and, and backing up viewers at the moment because, hey, man, you're preserving that body. You're, you know, he'll he'll be fine and dandy when he gets to the NFL because we know that's the destination of Arch Manning at the moment. Well, um, the, what I would like the, to see as well, like we talked about growth and, mat and maturation, um, I would like to see yours develop a little bit more. Um, we know that he can sling it. We know that he can hit a deep ball. I, we saw in the latter part of this campaign him develop a little bit of the short game, right? Him allowing to take the checkdowns and working through regression. I still think a lot of the plays that Sarkeesian calls, they're scripted plays and they're plays for one wide receiver or a focused wide receiver. He might go through one or two progressions through his chart, but he doesn't go through the entire tree. And I'd like to see him develop a little bit more of that. Just react a little bit more through your tree and not focus and hone in on one scripted wide receiver. That's yeah. the development that I would like. And hit the checkdowns a little bit more in better situation. I can't, I can't be too critical for throwing bad checkdowns because hell, that's all I wanted to do is just throw checkdowns and not force it down the field. Um, but let's, let's find better situations and better moments uh, to hit them checkdowns. Yeah. And I think that this year has enabled him to, to be in a spot to do that better. And now you have the whole off season to, to really work on that. And look, here's the other part of it. Wags, you know, you, you've got, you've got a great quarterback, uh, coach right there that that is at the helm of your program you know I, I i've heard a lot of discussion the last couple of days going back and forth about justin fields and what are you going to do with that pick and blah 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 you're going to trade justin fields and all that and, and i think we talked about it on here where it's like if i'm the chicago bears what i'm going to do if 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 i'm going to change the coaching staff before i decide what i'm going to do there um and figure out what they want to do because looking at that right now if well we'll get if, into justin fields tomorrow oh yeah, we'll, yeah. We'll, we'll break that down tomorrow yeah um, yeah th th there's a whole cycle right here but you, you know the whole thing is and, and that's a great point right there for quinn it has been this year has been he's continued to learn i think that's what people forget i, I mean it's like we're thinking this dude has been the texas starting quarterback for three years i mean that this was his first and and oh by the way he's getting hurt along the way yeah, both yeah, times yeah Took a couple steps back, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, but double R to what to what Jake says here, you know, Quinn's next steps is is to be, you know, better footwork. I agree with that too. I mean, that's the one differential that I've seen so far immediately between Arch Manning and Quinn Ewers is when Quinn drops back, you still see like the ducks, you know, what I mean, like the duck on on, on the water yep. there, you know, yep. like the duck underneath the water rather, where you know they're they're treading their feet and they're they're motorboating their feet, but you know. You're, you're, you're supposed to be planted. You're supposed to be firm, right? That's what you see with Arch. Arch takes those three-step dropbacks, man, and that that back foot is planted, and he's throwing. And, and it's a cannon, right? Both these these quarterbacks have cannons, and maybe that's why yours has a little bit more of a quicker release, is because his footwork isn't exactly um, up the speed that that Manning's is. I'll, I'll give Manning the the nod on that with his footwork right now, man. He looks, he steps back, he or he drops back, he plants that foot, and then if he needs to, he extends the play and scrambles around and then throws it away. I think the mechanics are a lot better. If, I mean, I'm not a quarterback guru, but I, I do know what I'm watching when I see it, you know, on, on camera there. Uh, and I, I've seen better footwork out of Arch Manning than I've seen out of viewers. If viewers can can develop that a little bit more and then hit those checkdowns like we were just talking about, holy hell, you got a complete quarterback. And absolutely, Mark, hook him, brother. Hook him. Well, and I think the MK other part of it in the house today, baby. I think the other part of it is I don't give a damn which quarterback it is. I mean, the, having those great pieces around you. And and this is where 
when we talk about, okay, what's on stage, what's next for Texas, number one, you focus in on that secondary. You continue to build through the portal. In my opinion, that's the best way to fix that. Uh, because you need an immediate fix on that. That ain't something where it's like, oh, yeah, let, let's go ahead and develop that in, in a, a couple of years. I mean, I, I think Trey Moore coming in off the edge, that's going to fix a lot of that problem that we've talked about. But the, the other part of this really goes down to to just continue developing. I mean, the offensive line, I, I think the offensive line is going to come back relatively, you know, for the most part intact. But you continue to build that as well for, okay, who, who's going to pop in here? I mean, because it, it comes down to next man up, whether it's next man up in a ball game and next man up in a in a season, you know, after people leave, that's what you can need to continue to have to do. That's what Alabama does. That's what all the stalwarts yeah, do. They, they, they yeah. just pop the next fucking dude in, you know. Uh, what did uh, what Nick Saban do? We just shit another player. And that's a good problem to have, man. When you go sit on the shitter. I and- forgot, man, I forgot about that soundbite. Where is that soundbite? We, we got to get that one. We got to get that one. But when I'll just you, shit another player. Oh I mean, how great How great would it be to go sit on the shitter and shit out a safety? <laughs> you know, that, that may have helped the other night, right? What, what the hell you got going on the rest of the day, man, besides watching the shows and everything? Man, I got to get I, – I, I am so far behind this week. Dude, I, I, I'm so confused on the day. I'm ready for all this holiday stuff to get done so I can figure out what's next. Oh, hell, we got all the Christmas stuff down already, man. Oh no, it's 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 all still up. I mean, we got back, so so we have one. My mom left. Katie's just like take it all down now. Get it oh, out of here. Oh man, we've got we've got one kiddo home. Uh, the recent college graduate is home. We come rolling in last night, dude. After being gone three days in New Orleans, looks like a bachelor pad in here. I'm like, what in the hell happened here? This is a girl. This is a girl. Yeah, Tracy <laughs> thought you'd be home alone instead, man. Anyways, yeah, man. Um, talk about the reload system. Uh, I don't know, you know. I, I don't know what the identity will take on, but the identity that I do want to take is a little bit more of uh, a running or a running identity. I think we can uh, utilize the ground and pound, especially I, I don't think Jonathan Brooks comes back, but if he does come back, that's one hell of a gift. Um, but, but blue man, I'm, I'm on board with blue. I'm, I'm in blues camp. I think he's running back number one, wow. but still make it a, make it a 50, 40 split. Uh, Baxter gets the totes as well, man. But I'd like to take on more of an identity of a ground and pound team. And just to kind, just to kind of end on that thought, Wags. I mean, to me, the future of Texas football, the future of the Texas program. Yeah, I know we're not playing in Houston this week. I know it was a gut wrenching loss, but you said blue. The sky is blue. The future looks really good here, and it's been a while since we have been able to say that. The future's bright, man. The future's bright. That's what it's supposed to be. Hey, gentlemen. I love you, man. Hey, man. And um, thank you guys for tuning in to to Chaos Theory and, you know, to all the shows for Texas Sports Unfiltered all season long, man. Hey, the party continues, man. We ain't just done with football. It keeps rocking and rolling. And the guys are here to just for only an hour to talk about the future of football and the future of the Longhorns, too, man. What does our identity look like going into the next year in in 2024's campaign, fellas? Y'all want to start with a little breaking news? How about we start? uh, It's only a little breaking news. Uh, Chip is reporting that Horns 24-7, Chip Brown, obviously, if you're a Texas Sports Unfiltered fan, you know you, you know who I'm talking about. Uh, Alfred Collins is coming back. That's the expectation right now. So that's huge, man. Um, you know, Jordan, Jordan and I will talk about that. But, you know, I remember... I remember when Alfred Collins finally was signed, sealed, and delivered God to Texas. Damn, and looked hell at yeah! <laughs> wow. Oh, and I like that, that for the pretty pumped up, man. Yeah. That's, uh, that, that's huge. Dude. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, when he when he signed to Texas and he was in that recruiting class with Vernon Broughton, 
not know, not knowing then what I know now, what we all know now is I, I was like, man, those are the kinds of guys, those are the two interior kind of de- defensive linemen that you win with in the SEC. Like you take those guys against an SEC team and you win. Collins and doesn't that, show up on the stat sheet, but he still makes he makes big plays in the game, and it doesn't yeah. show up on the stat line. And now, now that you're talking about going into the SEC year one, where yeah, you're going to lose to Vondre Sweat and Byron Murphy, you can't replace what those guys brought to the table. That's right. But what you're going to replace them with in Broughton and Collins, you still got you know your your nose tackle, your guy that can play shaded to the ball with Broughton, and you got a guy in Collins that's kind of more your three tech pass rusher. Yep, and not just that, those guys can do totally different things. Jordan, I know, I know you're a fan of Alfred Collins. We talked a lot about Alfred Collins, but you know, this was one that uh I'll just turn it over to Jordan because Jordan's d- as dialed into the NIL scene as as anybody is. But did you hear a ton of buzz about Alfred Collins as far as NIL goes, or were you kind of expecting Collins to return regardless? And before Jordan gets started, man, I'll I'll, yeah. I'll uh, leave you guys with that. I just want to say bye to everybody and uh yeah, we'll we'll uh we'll hear Jordan's answer as we take off, man. Thank you guys so much. Thanks, Wags. Be proud, Bastrop County. Your boys coming back. All right, guys, y'all have a good show. Thanks, Rodney.